All right, we are live in Living Color. Welcome to another fantastic episode of This Week in Reselling, where we interview special guests each and every week from different walks of life in the reselling world. Here we'll discuss the highs and lows of reselling and dive into great conversation. We are positive that you're going to hear something that is going to help you become a better reseller. I am your host, Ray, and I am not joined with my co-host, Dustin. He is MIA. I don't know where he is right now, but surely he'll pop on like always. But today is a very, very special day because we have a very, very, very special guest. We have none other than back to the thrift himself, Matt, a.k.a. Retro Envy. Matt, how are you doing today, sir? I'm super glad you can come on. I'm super excited. You don't do a lot of these, so we're privileged to have you, my friend. And I'm I'm super eager to dive into who you are, how you got started, and all that wonderful stuff. Let's do it. No, I'm so happy that you asked me. I, I try to do these as much as I can. Um, and, uh, and I've been watching what you do and I've been following you. And when you asked me to come on, I'm like, yeah, let's try to make it work. So it was a couple months since you've asked me, but I'm so glad that finally yeah. we're here. We're ready to go. And I just like doing these cause it's so much fun. You know, you get to uh, get on a different level to people in the community. And, and I think this conversation is going to be super cool. Yeah. And that's what we, we, we really started doing. First of all, Matt, it was just me and Dustin talking about our week in reselling, thus the name this week in reselling. And so it evolved into kind of like an interview pro interview type of podcast to different people that may not, people may not know or don't know about them and how they got started and all that good stuff. So just a real cliff notes, uh, Matt, for the people that may not know you and Matt's like top notch reseller, I know, Matt, it's hard because all, all of us, all these resellers are like reseller slash content creator, but Matt is like one of the best content creators in the business. So if you guys have not followed Matt on his socials, his website is linked down in the description below. So check that out for sure. But Matt, for the people that are living under a rock that don't know who you are, let us know who is Matt, a.k.a. Retro Envy. So Matt my name but i obviously i've always uh gone by retro toy envy and um it really all started when i found this giant lot of transformers um i've been re uh, reselling for over a decade and the toy part came into i got this giant lot of transformers and i just fell in love with all the old toys um that was about 10 ish years ago and it just evolved into not just transformers more toys and then it revolved into i'm already at the thrift store so i might as well be looking for everything else, towels, housewares, clothing. And now I just took my Retro Toy Envy name because that's what everybody knew and just rolled with reselling in general, um, really trying to connect with the community in a fun way with my videos. And, you know, I'm very hyper and loud and some people uh, don't like that, but it's, it's just me. I'm just being genuine as much as it doesn't sound like I am. I'm actually, it's, I love doing them. I do those voiceovers and, uh, I'm smiling the whole time. And if you're watching my videos, either love them or hate them. I hope something's getting across of what to buy in the thrift stores or how to make a little extra cash or a love of an eighties or a nineties toy that you had as a kid. Um, and I'm just having fun with it. So I know that's what all these resellers and all these content creators are trying to do. And, and that's why I try to find the positive side of this community. And like this, this is the positive side. And that's why I try to do stuff like this. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Matt, for coming on again for Matt. And we got to talking a little bit before you came on. You're 
part-time at reselling. Well, you part-time, you know, in quotation marks, because anybody that really does reselling part-time could be a full-time gig, but you're putting in full-time hours and reselling. And you also have a full-time job apart from that, that a lot of people don't know about. Could you give us a little bit of what you do and with yeah. your full-time job in quotation yeah, so- marks? I definitely we talk, we spoke about that before we came on, but yeah, I consider um, my reselling a full time job because of what I put into it. Um, I don't consider it a hobby. I don't consider it part time just because um, I'm working on it. You know, I put in a good twelve or more hours a day on it. But I also have another full time job that is I'm a culinary arts high school teacher. Um, I'm still a lot of people ask me like, why are you still there? I honestly am there because I love teaching. I'm, I'm teaching on social media about how to resell best ways. And that's and in the, in the daytime, I'm teaching students how to cook the fundamentals. I teach mostly juniors and seniors. Um, and I'm strictly there just for them. Uh, it's great way to give back to the community. It's, uh, I'm doing something for the next generations to come. And I just love the teaching part of it. So during the day in nine, nine to three, four o'clock, I'm do, putting all my time into the culinary arts education aspect of it and then from three to four for the rest of the night i'm working on my videos listing on ebay um and and really just putting the rest of that day into reselling and my content creation so i give it my all um and i definitely make time for my family i have certain days where i'll just schedule posts and then i'll kind of shut my phone off um but i try to just put my all into everything i do so yeah Two full-time jobs. That's amazing. And then the best part about that is that you're teaching the youth an important skill that if if you don't grow up if you don't grow up cooking, a lot of people don't know how to cook for themselves. Like myself, you know, I grew up in a Hispanic household, so the women mainly did all the cooking. So when I got married, I made sure to marry someone that knows how to cook because I would be eating McDonald's like all the time you know but um give just real quick matt um how did you get started with teaching kids the like you go to school for culinary arts like yeah how did that become a passion of yours i've since i was 12 i've always wanted to own my own restaurant and um you know as as you get older things change so i've always said i want to own my own restaurant i've cooked really young with my mom um tried new recipes and then i just went to uh in high school i did culinary arts I went to uh, Johnson and Wales for culinary arts. I have a uh, bachelor's in nutritional science and a associate's in culinary arts itself. Um, and I went to California for a little bit, did a little internship out there at a, at a spa. And then uh, when I came back, I just I was looking for a job. And I had an old chef of mine that had a position open in, at a high school. And it was history ever since. I didn't That's think awesome. I'd be teaching um, back in the day. I didn't, thought I'd have my own restaurant. But it kind of wasn't for me as I got older. And so what you have to put into it and the hours and nights and weekends and holidays. So um, I kind of like switched into teaching, went back to get my teaching certification. And, and I've been there ever since it's been about 13 years now. Wow. Okay. Okay. So 13 years found a job. Are you in California right now? Nope. Nope. I'm on the East coast. So I came back. California was just so expensive. Yeah. So when imagine. I came back, I was just, I think I was like 22, 23. And I'm like, my money's a little short. I need a job. So I started doing the teaching. I started as a sub 
and then started as a uh, an assistant, and then I became a full time teacher within a year. Okay, awesome. So yeah. you're 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 studying culinary arts. You find a job at a high school teaching the youth about about making food, basically. And where does the where does that story of you you know finding all those transformers come in? Is that something that as a young kid you're always like hustling, you know, flipping stuff on the sides, you know, like trading your pogs for Pokemon cards or? So it's or funny is, you said that. It's really funny you said it because I don't really I have never really talked about that young young side of me, but um, I was always hustling, or, or if you want to say that. Um, I had my own leaf raking business. I had my own snow removal. I had, I caddied on the weekends when I was like 12 trying to make extra money. So I was always trying to do stuff like that to buy me my next toy or put towards something I wanted. Um, but then, like you said, I would always do trades and I would, I would have friends come over and be like, it's the sale of the century. Come in my room, buy whatever you want. Good prices. And my friends would literally come in my room and be like, oh, is this for sale? Everything's for sale. I'm trying to save up for a video game. So whatever you want. Um, I remember selling uh, my soda, uh, soda from my grandmother's house on the street. And she got pretty mad at me. I was selling them too cheap. But I would get all the Coke <laughs> and Diet Cokes and I'd put it in a little stand and sell them for like a dollar. And I was always doing stuff like that. But it was always for a goal. It was always for because I wanted something or I wanted to go somewhere and you know I wanted to earn it. Um, yeah. And that kind of rolls into when I got this new job, I needed to make extra form of money. You know, I needed to find a way to, you know, pay some bills and stuff. So I started reselling. Um, and I started with, unfortunately, I started with all my childhood toys. Mm, like so we all do. I had a really good uh, Mighty Morphin Power Ranger collection. Um, I have every figure I want now in, in my collection here. I have, I don't know not, if you can see, it's like, see that right there. Yes. I see it up yeah. in the corner. Yes. But for the collection I have here that I found throughout my like hunting, it's nothing compared to, I would give all that up just to get back my actual toys that I played mm. with and I battled and I had my imagination going crazy with them. So unfortunately I started selling off my power ranger collection, uh, some wrestlers, um, Ninja turtles, and then I was like, wow, I can make this is lucrative. I can make money doing this. And then I started going to thrift stores. And that's where um, I started looking on Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist. And I found that big, giant Transformers lot. And uh, it, my name was actually on eBay. It was actually Transformer Envy. Because Ooh. I was like, it's a great way to get rid of these Transformers. Switch that out. I'm talking about like thousands of Transformers. I, I bought a, one of the biggest lots I've ever bought. Um, so I named it Transformer Envy. And then once the Transformers started going away, I'm like, damn, I got to name this something else. And that's when I figured I'll sell any retro toys. And it, mm-hmm. and it went into retro toy Envy. And that's how I got the name. So tell us, you said over a thousand Transformers. Like, give us that. And yeah, Dustin um, just jumped on. Dustin, up, how hey, are Dustin. you doing today, sir? Dustin, doing this good. is Matt, Retro Toy Envy. Matt, this is my uh, brother-in-law, Dustin. Hey, Dustin. And, uh, up, Matt? So... The Transformer was, is that still like a epic find so, for you? That is one of my, so uh, me and a buddy of mine, we call it Tony's Toys. This guy's name was Tony. Um, we found him on uh, Craigslist. And at the time, I only had a limited budget. I only, I knew a lot about Transformers, but he had, when we walked into his house, he had um, boxes and boxes, uh, and I mean like, like um, hundreds in total but like 10 or 15 of each of these things I'll, I'll name. G- sealed G.I. Joes, uh, mail-away G.I. Joes, uh, Nintendo games, Super Nintendo games, all the systems. 
and it's actually like as I'm saying this, uh, the the virtual boy, the Met, um, the all this Fortress Maximus, a lot of this stuff all came from that giant lot. So there was enough yeah. for me to flip, make tons of money, and still keep all this stuff. I got a lot of the stuff I have in Transformers is all from this guy. Um, he had Migos, he had he had everything, and for me, I I went there for the Transformers. Um, and I didn't have the funds to buy everything, but, uh, yeah, I mean, everything was in bags. Everything had the accessories, everything had the, the card backs. So, uh, we made a deal on everything because the, de the deals were pretty good and mm -hmm. I just took it all away. Um, and now that I go back, I wish I could buy everything, you know, but, uh, there was is another, is there any there footage out there of you picking that stuff up? Like any pictures and videos? Be, um, if we go way back in my Instagram, that might be one picture of my, uh, my old car filled up completely with, uh, transformers. Like it was a coupe. It was an old coupe and it had, has probably has stuff everywhere. Um, it's probably way back in my Instagram when it was just pictures. Uh, mm. I was, I was on Instagram super mm. early. Oh, so yeah. it was just pictures. I used to snap pictures, but there was no videotaping. Like, there, there was no reason mm. to videotape because YouTube mm. was still super fresh. There was no so, uh, short media, uh, short form media. So, like, we didn't really videotape anything. Um, but there's probably some pictures. Um, but, yeah, that was Somewhere. one of my biggest scores. That's awesome. One of my biggest scores. <laughs> so, awesome. and that was, like, early in your reselling career. That was, that was, probably, that was probably 2012 to 13. That was yeah. right before I did my name change. I used to be Thrift Shop Swagger before uh before to toy envy um That's yeah funny. that was a while ago so and there's only been another handful there's only been another handful of big scores like that um that i could that that was really like you know oh shit moments mm -hmm. and that's one of them that's a that's a big one that's awesome so from transformers mm -hmm. to I mean, where you are now, I mean, you have this huge Lego man behind you. You got Roger Rabbit and Mario <laughs> back there that are some amazing pieces. So, like, how did that grow? Like, what's the transition from that huge lot to where you are now? Um, so, another picture that's probably way back there is I, when I started recollecting toys, the Transformers uh, lot was definitely my, like, start where I'm like, okay, I want to start collecting some of this stuff back. I had so much mm. of it that I'm like, I'll keep what I like that really like stands out to me. Something I had as a kid or a favorite character. I'll sell the rest. And then maybe I'll start hunting for more and keep only what I like and sell the rest off. So I'm like, I'll just buy in lots. I'll buy bins of Ninja Turtles. I'll keep the Ninja Turtles I want. I'll sell the rest and pay for what I, you know, bought, bought them for. And that's mm. how it went. Everything you see behind me. Um, I would say I'd be able to hold in my hand what I bought on eBay. Everything else has been thrifted, yard sailed, garage sailed, um, Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist, um, auction. Nothing I really bought from, you know, like full retail because I wanted to find it. It's more of like the hunt. Mm -hmm. So yeah. uh, that's what really drove me. It was I just wanted to find everything I had as a kid, stuff I didn't have as a kid, and just really get that, uh, you know, that feeling of like the, getting the hot sweats when you find something really good and you're like, mm -hmm. oh my God, I just found this. Yep. That's awesome. That's awesome. So Matt, so from you, from that transformer law to looking for, looking for stuff that you wanted to pick up for your collection, when did this huge social media empire start for you? <laughs> uh, I still find my, I still feel this big on social media. I, I always like look at the, the big giant creators. I try to, uh, I mean, them, but 
but no, I, I, I know what you mean. Um, it didn't really start getting real until I was like, say, what was the first, was it TikTok? Was it Instagram was definitely, I, I've been on Instagram the longest and that's where I got a lot of my community members, my friends mm-hmm. that I, I still get, are in contact with from the toy community. Um, I would say Instagram is my like home because I've been on there since almost the beginning. Gotcha. Um, I grew pretty fast when, uh, I don't remember if you know the Green Ranger, JDF. He Oh, did, for sure. Yeah, he did a, a, a thing Rest called the Ambassador Program. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was chosen for um, an ambassador, and he shouted me out, and he did a couple things with uh, with me. And that's where I noticed getting a little bit more following and my following grow. Um, and then people realize, hey, this guy does toys. That's really cool. I had that toy when I was younger. Um, and that's when I, I, I felt a bigger boom in, in social media. Uh, I went up to like maybe 20 or 30,000 followers uh, within a span of like a year or two. Um, and then it kind of slowed down. It really, it really slowed down. And that's that it slowed down for a couple of years. I really focused on reselling, uh, making some money with reselling. And then, you know, we we're at COVID times and TikTok was, you know, TikTok was a thing. And mm. I'm like, let me try it out. Let me try TikTok. And I was doing like silly videos. I was doing food videos um, and I was gaining a following. And I came to a point where I'm like, okay, so I either do silly videos or I can make this and try to monetize this at some point someday, or at least try to funnel people to my Instagram and turn it to toys and turn it to what I Mm. do. Um, So I did, I deleted all my silly stuff. I deleted all my um, nothing related to toys. And I just started posting, um, I think I, my very first toy or pop culture video was like a Ninja Turtle. It was me doing a Ninja Turtle and uh, talking about a Ninja Turtle and then a Power Ranger. And then I tried different things. Um, I would do a series where I would hold something and be like, this is a remote control. And I was trying different like voiceovers, having fun with it. And I think my first video to ever pop off was uh, a Lego video. I went to a thrift store. I found a giant bin of Legos and I just recorded me doing it. I'm like, oh, I'll record this and throw it on TikTok. And it blew up. And then the next day I did a, a follow-up video because people were asking like, what's in the drawers? What minifigures did you get? Yeah. I did a follow-up video that blew up. And then I'm like, okay, I'll just going to start going to thrift stores and I'll just start recording all this and see if people like it. And that's what I've been doing ever since. Uh, it's definitely, it was definitely tough getting used to talking and doing a voiceover or, you know, getting used to like holding the camera a certain way and grabbing people's attention. But, um, a big thing is you just got to do it. I just said, I just said, screw just it. Do it. TikTok is so new to me. I, my Instagram is my professional. I got my nice pictures. I, I know how to run. <laughs> I'm like, TikTok, I'm just screw it. I'm just going to go crazy. If something doesn't do well, who cares? You know what I mean? And then it just, I started learning and learning and doing better and meeting more people in the community and pairing up with new people that would we bounce ideas off each other. And uh, it just grew. So I actually just hit um, 350,000 yesterday. Or this, oh, or this congrats! Morning. So yeah. it, it, that grew, and that's my biggest platform right now. Um, but I still love my 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 Instagram. That's funny. I guess it's like a millennial <laughs> thing, right? It's like mm-hmm. Instagram was like our yeah our social media. You know, it's like you start on Instagram, and it's like Instagram is life. So that's awesome. So for some for someone speaking of social media, Matt, that yeah. is listening to this or watching this that is thinking about creating content over not even necessarily reselling maybe just things that they love. Like what's some advice that you can give them? Um, 
I'm so sorry. Say that one more time. Something so, went off of my computer and I had to fix it real quick before I got disconnected. Sorry. You're fine. You're, you're fine. Yeah. So for someone that's listening to this or watching this and they're thinking, man, I really want to make content over, you know, around reselling or maybe not reselling or something that mm-hmm. they just love, you know, cooking or mm-hmm. building bicycles or I don't know, doing accounting work and they're kind of scared or they're worried about the haters or worried about the trolls. Like what's some advice that you can give them to just kind of do it? Like, are they, you know, cause sometimes people may start making content because they want to make money instead of yep. making content because they l- like what they're doing, you know? So I, I just had this conversation about five hours ago. Um, oh, that's perfect. Yeah. The, the first thing I say is you got to love what you're doing and you can't care what people think. If you're going to go into mm-hmm. it saying, um, oh, you know, I don't want so-and-so to see it, or I don't, I, I don't want um, my friends to think bad of me, then you're already setting yourself up for failure. If you're doing something that you love and you want to document that and you want to do it because you want to share that with other people, then you just, you just do it. There's always going to be hate no matter what you do. You could be doing God's work, whatever. There's going to mm. be somebody that will hate it. So that just has to completely go and, and, and just never touch on that again. And it's easier said than done. It's really yeah. easier said than done. But mm-hmm. you won't make any strides if you're afraid. You you won't try the new video. You won't try um, you know, you know, whatever. I wanna I wanna do a new voiceover. You know, it, it, you won't you'll be too scared of what other people will think. So mm-hmm. but th- the first thing is you gotta be a hundred percent all in on what you're doing. I love toys, I love reselling, I love the the, the everything about it. So I was all in when I did it. And then I just, I'm me, I'm going to be me. If you don't like me, I'm sorry, kind of, but that's, that's who I am. So that's why I don't mind doing a video that might uh, be way super hyper or my back at the thrift. You know, it's, it's, that's me. It's, and I think that's why the only person you know how to be, you know? Yeah. and, And, and even if people do hate on you, it's like, you're getting their view, you're getting their comment. You know, you're getting their time and a lot of those people will come back again and, and you're getting that second or third view. So just have fun with it. Love what you're doing and don't be afraid. Just make that first video, make that first post, that first blog, that first podcast, um, because it'll just get better as you keep doing it. And if you don't believe me, Beautiful. scroll way down in my TikTok and go see my original voiceovers. Go see my original editing. There's, It's not what I'm doing now. And I'll be able to say this another five years. Oh, look way down. It's way different. I was I was screaming in all of them. So everything changes as you keep doing it more. So nice. That's I hope I, I hope somebody that's watching now or whenever you watch this, I hope you just make the move, make the jump, and do what you mm-hmm. want to do. There you go. There you go. So let's say hi to some people in the comments here, Matt, because they've been joining us. So let's say hi. We have um Emi- Emily's mom, I always mess that up, says, hello, everyone. And another great podcast that everyone needs to listen to is Let's Do Lunch Podcast. The ladies over there are saying, popping in to say hi, hit the like, show our friends some support. Good to see you, girls. Glad you can jump in. And then Bombshell says, love your videos, Matt. Oh, thanks. And then a rural squirrel, Kristen, or one of her friends, a rural squirrel, she says, oh, my God, that's me. I'm living under a rock. So, hey. There you go. This is your sign. Exactly, design for sure. Go make a post. Picking and jeeping 
says, howdy from Sarasota. Nice to see you, picking and jeeping. And then Alan is in the building, and we have our boy Chris Appeak, one of one of the one of our um, former guests. He says, so Retro Matt ca- casually didn't mention to me he was going to be here tonight. Oh, okay. Uh, maybe you guys story. were talking to earlier. It's in my story, so there he's not go. looking at my stories then. There you so go. The there you go. Uh, we have Fireball Flippers in the building. Good to see you, Amanda. Glad you can stop by. Matt, is it true that you were the Red Power Ranger for two years? He's a handsome guy. No. No, I was not the Power Ranger for two years. That's a deep, mm. dark secret, Chris. Come on. Ooh, okay. Austin. What's his last name? Austin. Well, the original Red Ranger. Red oh, Ranger. Austin St. John. There you go. Austin yeah. St. John. There we go. We have Simply Shenanigans is in the building. Good to see you. Glad you can stop by. And uh, here's a question by from Hunt, Hunting with Tripler. Question. At what point does collecting become hoarding? When do you cross the threshold of nostalgia and I need it all mentally? That's a great question. That's really loaded. That's a really Let us know when you find that out, Hunting and yeah. Tripler. Absolutely. Any any thoughts on that, yeah, Matt? Do you I, have... definitely, I'll definitely hit that because me and my friends joke about hoarding <coughs> all the time. Um, there's very few things in my collection that it that I'll never be able to part with. There's a couple things that really are like near and dear to me. The, whatever I have left from my childhood, that is mm. going to stay with me. I'll give that to my kids when I have them. Um, but the stuff that I have behind me, at some point, I want it to go for the next thing in my life. You know. Um, but there, there are people that they just they they buy everything and they might want to keep everything. To me, it's like if that makes you happy, cool. But in my case, um, let's just say my Battle Beast collection or my, my my Power Ranger collection. If I get bored of it someday, I might get rid of it all and start a new, you know, yeah. start uh, the go a new Ghostbusters collection. Or it's more of the hunt for me than trying to get everything. Yeah. And that's kind Isn't of that where weird? it might be separated for other yep. some people. Some people just want to take everything. I need everything and just keep it. But for me, it's more of that feeling that when I find something and it's like, wow, I just found this and it's super rare and I found it at a yard sale. Um, but yeah, yeah, everything has a price at some point here. Sure does. Plus the million dollar man nicely like to say. <laughs> um, I was looking, I was just looking at my, some of my collection and I'm like, man, what would I be parting with? Dustin, is that you? Or is that me? The no, feedback okay sorry. he's running oh um i think just my sign wrestling funko pops that's probably something because a lot of them i like would go to the conventions and get right. signed. but you, you have know, like that's... A, there's an attachment to them exactly but other than that like nothing that would really like i'm looking around and i'm thinking of the stuff that i have away in my garage maybe just video game stuff like my old Super Nintendo, NES, Super, you know, N64, stuff like that. But, um, yeah. Uh, Craven Card says, good evening, a thumbs up. And yes, guys, hit the thumbs up. Get us uh, boosted up on that eBay, or that eBay algorithm, that YouTube algorithm. Uh, we have Chris in a Rural Squirrel says, okay, I just subbed to Matt. You need to sub to Matt because Matt is. I appreciate it. If you want to learn about any where did that even come from matt so we know that you you like to collect toys and stuff but like have people dubbed you the toy vintage guy is that like self-proclaimed or uh i don't think so there's a lot of toy guys um i feel like i might fall into like a a limbo category because i'm i'm retro toy i have that in my name but then i resell a lot so it's like 
there's like the thrifter names and like the thrifter guys is the toy guy. And I find I just fall mm-hmm. into like everything. So um, yeah. some people call me like the toy guy. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't think people yet are on to like, unless you've been following for all that, you know, I'm a thrifter and I talk about yeah. selling pots and pans and, exactly. and kitchen knives, you know, cause yeah. in my name, it's that retro toy envy. So they think they're exactly. going to come on just fine. Um, okay. All toy stuff. Yeah, I like it. I like it. All right, Matt. So we're going to move on to our first segment of the show, which is um, overrated, underrated. And um, before we get into that, we do want to give a shout out to the um, sponsor of today's podcast. And that's our good friends over at My Reseller Genie, the best, the best accounting software for all resellers. I know the tax day was yesterday. Everyone should have already submitted your taxes. So now's the time to start fresh. So if you're listening to this or watching this and you're like, you know what? Last year was a complete disaster getting everything that I needed accomplished with my taxes. My reseller genie is your friend. And if you use the code Nashville flippers, all caps, you're going to receive 15% off your first month and it integrates with all the reselling platforms. We have Poshmark, Depop, Macari, you know, Amazon, eBay, Etsy, Facebook Marketplace, you name it, they integrate with it. So if you're listening to this and you're like, I need to do something better about my accounting, my reseller genie's got you. And we got you with the 15% off Nashville Flippers, all caps. Now's the time, guys. So, Matt, you ready for overrated, underrated, my friend? Let's do it. Number one, and Dustin, I sent you the... um, the list here so number one rated underrated matt the goodwill some would say the hood will um overrated you don't go to a lot of goodwills right uh, you have more like uh, I say overrated because the ones near me are horrible you know everybody there are some good ones that i've seen videos of but the ones near me are just really bad if you said goodwill bins i would say underrated <laughs> So Goodwill itself overrated. Goodwill bins underrated. Okay. Okay. So yeah. what thrift stores are you going to, Matt? Are we going to Savers? So, or are we going to... Savers or in other people's uh, states, Value Village. I'm going to more of the Savers. Uh, and then we also... I do go to the Goodwill and Salvation Army. Um, but Savers is definitely the number one for deals for me in my area. I've got about nice. six of them within a... I could hit all six within an hour or two. Um, and then I got like two or three Goodwills and about three or four Salvation Armies all within okay. like an hour of reach. There you go. See, people are people are liking you more and more there. Oh, because uh, of your Goodwill comment. So, um, hey, Marie, good to see you. So, Matt, what has been your biggest fine in any thrift store? Any thrift store? My biggest one one big money item? Sure. Yeah. Um, I would say my biggest find uh, was, I would say, about nine, ten years ago. I went to um, – oh, there's two of them. Uh, I went to – I'll do this one first. I went to a uh, Savers that doesn't usually have a lot of stuff. And inside the case, the, the expensive case, they would put all like two ninety nine, four ninety nine stuff. I don't know why they'd keep it in their case, but I look down and I'm like, oh, a giant key. I'm like, that kind of looks cool. Like, I'm thinking, hey, if it's a certain state or a certain city, it could probably sell for a lot. 
So I pulled like it out. Like a key that you turn to key. Like, it to was like probably a door? About this big, okay. About this big, about that thick. And I'm like, oh, it's a giant key. Looks cool. So I asked to see it. And I'm looking at it. And I'm like, oh, this gold color looks a little, it looks a little off. It looks a little real. So I'm looking all over for it. I find a little marking, but it's too fine, too uh, small to see. So um, I, I bought it. It was like four ninety nine or something. Um, I brought it to the coin guy that I've been going to, and it was a solid uh, eighteen karat gold, which was seven fifty. Is the little mark that was on it, uh, wow. gold key, and I think it went for like thirteen eight uh, thirteen. Um, it's like thirteen fourteen hundred dollars, wow. and that was my biggest one find. <laughs> Solid gold key. So now me and my friends go into when we go into this one. I say hey, we're gonna find a solid gold key today, but I've never that that saver has never hit big again. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's a cool yeah, and it's a cool find because my second find wasn't as cool. It was a dental piece of dental equipment. Um, I just did a video on it maybe a couple months ago, and that that sold for like uh, it was like close to a thousand dollars. So, but it's a dental piece of equipment. Yeah, it's not, really cool. not as fun as a gold, gold key. key. It's a gold key. That's yeah. cool. I wonder so why they my... made a cast of a gold of a key in solid gold. You know, like what was like yeah. the key to the city? Like what would? It... I don't remember what it was. Um, I just remember I scrapped it right there and then. I'm like, yeah, I'll take the money oh, for yeah. it. So I I'll scrapped the money. The guy and yeah, it was really cool. I've never. I we still joke about it to this day. But I also remember the savers back then. It wasn't like one score, but. They were doing like jars of jewelry, which you'll rarely see now. But when when I find them, I'll do videos on them. So I have videos in my feed for them. But it would be a jar of jewelry about this big. It'd be $19.99. They'd have like six to eight of them out. And they would be filled with gold and silver. Um, I was mm. making I was making thousands of dollars on those because I would go after school. I would go after work and I would buy all of them. I'd say, hey, do you have jars of jewelry today? Yeah, we just put some out. Okay. I drive all the way. I would buy them all for nineteen ninety nine a piece, and I'd pull out chains and rings. And unfortunately, I scrapped it all. So now, if I was yeah. in my mindset now, I would sell them as pieces of jewelry, like I do now, and get way more. Okay. Yeah, I gotta get um, better at jewelry. I don't know too much about it. What yeah. Are you saying it, why didn't you use your camera phone to blow up the markings? So it, I don't it, even know. I don't even know what markings to look for. Yeah, uh, it was just super, super tiny. And at the time, I didn't know the numbers. So like 10 karat gold is uh, a certain number. I think it's 518. And then 14 karat gold is a number, 585. So if it doesn't say 14 karat on it, it could say 585. And that's still 14 karat gold. Um, so it said 750. And I didn't, at the time, I wasn't educated enough to know it. So I didn't know if it was what it was. And it just, it looked like gold to me. So, uh, but yeah, I do use the, uh, the phone trick though, to blow it up now. There you go. Thanks, Marie. Um, but there yeah, uh, I was saying something. Oh, Ray, when you were saying like, you don't know enough about jewelry. One of the yeah. biggest comments I get is that. And then one of the biggest responses I get is try to learn about it. Cause it's always money left on the shelf because there'll be a pin. It's not gold. It's not signed, but it'll be something like, um, like an art palette or uh, a really big pin that has like a horse on it. And those sell mm. for I, I get like 15, 20 bucks for them. And usually they're like 99 cents to two ninety nine. So if it's people that are just starting to resell, I say, go to the jewelry, la- jewelry rack, look for stuff between, you know, two to $4. That's really unique. Something heavy. Cause people like quality and, and see if there's anything there that would pop out to you. Cause if it does, it sometimes sells good on eBay or, or Poshmark or whatever. So it's hmm. a good low risk way to sell. Okay. 
Kristen is saying she carries a loop with her to see that stuff. Really? Okay. People do Dustin, it. Yeah. Are you gonna carry a loop from now on around your, you know, and just kind of need to. I you, need to. Yeah. A solid gold. This is what. Yeah. Like what is that? <laughs> yeah, you you'll know. People at yard sales will see you pulling that out. They'll be like, well, "What's going on with this guy? What's this guy doing?" I'm sure there's a ton of people that do that though. So yeah, there's right, a lot of especially on. ones near me. A lot of people that use the loop right right there and yeah. Uh, those are like the those are like the hardcore people that time. get there like really early and they go like three times a day. I know a couple of them. Hmm. But, okay. Yeah. Definitely next, learn jewelry. Next one up, number two, Dustin. Number two, calzones. Oh, calzones, underrated, underrated. Everybody's about the pizza. Can you... Calzone. Can is you make the a same pretty thing. mean calzone, Matt? Oh, I make a mean calzone. I like them a little underdone, which is yeah, I get backlash for. I like them a little doughy compared to a little crispy. And I like them with like cheese that. on top. Mm. So a little underdone, mm. melted mozzarella on top, and uh, just packed. I like a, I don't like a calzone where it's too much bread. I like a lot of filling. Okay. Um, Marie yeah. St. Overrated? Man. I like oh, a good calzone. Come on, Marie. <laughs> We're gonna, you haven't had Matt's calzone. Yes, correct. The food, yeah. So let's see what Lad is saying. I got a lot of people in my area. I see them at the yard sales asking about looking for jewelry. Okay, man, maybe jewelry is our next step there, Dustin. Maybe so. It's small, you know, you can, you know, you not a lot of people are looking for it. Compact. Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And if so. they are looking for it, they're mostly looking for gold and silver. Like I do tons of video. If, if if there's one thing I want people to remember when I do my jewelry videos is like. Kirk's Folly or Trafari. I always yell those brands when I find that stuff because those pieces can sell for hundreds of dollars and they're usually super cheap because, oh, this isn't gold and they'll throw it on the rack. It's really good jewelry. It's it's collectible. It's like what I'm collecting here, the jewelry community are collecting Kirk's Folly and Trafari stuff. So even if it's not gold, you can sell it for some awesome money. So you hear that, Dustin? We'll, we'll say that one more time, Matt. Kirk Folly and Jafari? Kirk, Kirk's from Folly. Aladdin? Kirk's Folly is like very like um, fantasy stuff. So like pixies and uh, unicorns and a lot of gems. And that's why that sells so much. Um, And then the other one is Trafari. It's just a costume. It literally looks just like costume jewelry. But the brand name sells for, you know, I'll get like just a pair of stud earrings with some enamel on it. And they go Mm. for like 25, 35 bucks. Okay. So interesting. If you need to research, go on my eBay, type in Trafari into my store and then just see what I'm, you can see what I'm listing them for and, and look for that kind of stuff. There you go. There you go, guys. Kristen is saying, I got a loop, a black light, a tape measurer, a scissors, a little screwdriver, and hand sanitizers, all thrifting must in my toolbox. So Kristen is walking in there with like her utility belt, like Batman's utility it. belt, all in her little tool. Tim the Tool Man Taylor. Yeah, right. Might be honest. Maybe we it. need we need to sell the kit, Dustin. Yeah, the reseller kit. The reselling kit. Nashville flippers resell kit. There you there go. It is. Patent Make pending. There we go. Chris we go. can have a kickback. Yeah, since I started following Matt, I've gotten way into unicorn. They unicorn sell, man. You're welcome. Unicorn sell. Um, I, <laughs> I only just bought a handheld black light. Oh, I need to get a black light. Rachel's flipping in East Tennessee. Good to see you. Glad you can stop by. Um, you've seen my backpack, right? I've never seen your backpack. You need a you need to post it on Instagram so we can look at all your stuff, Kristen. Um, 
Number three, Matt. Overrated, underrated <coughs> flea markets. Um, what are the flea markets looking in your area? Because ours well, are terrible. The ones in my area are are mostly flea markets where people will come just to flip stuff quick. A lot of like digging in boxes. Mm. I would say they're depends on the area, but I would say underrated. I would say people hear the word flea market and they think of fake Gucci bags and uh, you know fake Rolex watches and you're going to buy that stuff. But if you can find a good flea market in your area where there are a lot of people that do cleanouts and buyouts and they're just going there to flip stuff quick, I feel like there's a lot of money left on the tables um, when people pack up. You gotta obviously you, you're not gonna go to a flea market and it, it does happen, but you know you're not gonna find like a Nintendo in the original box for five dollars because it is a flea market. But yeah, you will find you know there, there'll be a lot of stuff hidden or you have to dig for that they want to just get that quick money for. They'll give you a good deal because they know that you want to resell it and they know that or they already made their money on the buyout or the cleanout. Um, mm. And that's where I do most of my good money from is people that already are have made their money doing their buyouts or uh whatever there you go speaking of buyouts and clean out dustin i just got an email from our girl that does the estate sale buyouts oh, yes. yes so remind me of that when this podcast is over okay so um let's see where we are where we at? Kristen is saying she got her black leg from thrifter sifter store me too shout out to the shout out to the other matt yeah, there we go too. lad is saying you sell national flippers fanny pack or does kevin Get the market on lock. Hey, we'll put ours like across. We'll make it a crossbody. If cross if he's selling a, a we'll fanny pack, we'll be yeah. We'll do that. <laughs> uh, picking and jeeping. I learned just a few weeks ago from my picker mom. She's seventy five. Shout out to your picker mom. That fourteen carat earrings are marked on the post. Yep. Like the little, like little stem. The, oh yeah. Okay. I just I just did a video on that too. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah, so uh, if it's marked on the stem, and the stem is if it's a pretty well-made piece of jewelry, that whole piece will be um, gold. Okay, uh, definitely nice. double check. Definitely double check and try to buy cheap enough if you're still learning. But if it's marked, especially hoops, if they're marked on the little stem, the whole earring will be. Uh, oh, gold. nice. Okay. Yep. Marie's saying if you sell local on local apps and accept cash, get a money pen. With the black light on it. Okay. We got mm. all we're we're getting all these great That's ideas, it. Dustin. That's it. Are you writing so, these down? I don't have any paper. Yeah, we'll 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 go back and check on these for sure. Phil Magic seventy nine. Hey guys, thanks for everything you contribute to the reselling community. Paducah, Kentucky. Thanks, man. Glad you can uh stop by. Dustin and I will probably make our way up to Kentucky looking for pallets here in the near future, so stay tuned for that. Mm-hmm. Um Fireball Flipper says I did a huge buyout and had a yard sale. And by the time it was over, I was selling stuff by the car and truckload. Got that right. Um, Justin is saying flea markets early, early for the best stuff or late for the best deals. Nice. That goes for pretty much everything, right? Like garage sales, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. Scott's child says, Matt, thank you. I asked him for a feedback on my eBay store. I took his feedback and applied it. I went from $50 a week to $300 to my record of $1,200. Thank you, Matt. That's uh, awesome. That's awesome. I like hearing those. Yeah. Yeah. I try, amazing. I try to respond to everybody that uh, DMs me. Um, I, as everybody knows, I don't hi- I don't really like keep anything. I don't gatekeep keep anything. So I like to give out information because I was there at one point and I'm still mm-hmm. learning now. And I, I'm so lucky to have awesome people in the community that I can reach out to. I got a group chat 
going that I have awesome guys in uh, and, and we just brainstorm, go back and forth. And uh, Chris, Chris is a one on here that um, me and him will always bounce ideas off each other. And it's just, that's what a, makes a community. It's not about holding back secrets and it's not about, it's just helping each other. And that's how you're going to excel. Um, mm-hmm. One thing I heard Mr. B say that I think of all the time now is he would have a, a, a zoom meeting every day and he would stay on the Zoom meeting with like four other guys and just chat about social media and how to be, how to do the next thing or make the next video. And he would do that every single day. And that's how he grew so big because all he was doing is bouncing things off of the other people in his community. And if one person tried one thing, the other three wouldn't have to, or the other three could tweak it in a different way. Yeah. So we need to stick as a community, help each other out. That's the only way that. Love that. You know, yeah. It's got to have the love. Love that. I love that. So, yeah, Dustin and I and my other brother-in-law, we all do reselling, you know, together. We're all doing it. But our wives on dinner tables, they're like, no reselling talk today. Okay, guys. You know, it is hard. It is hard. So let's move on. Number four. This is a good one, Dustin. Number four, uh, live action Disney movies. Oh, this is tough. I'm a, I'm a big Disney fan. Um. Uh, I'll say this one's tough. This one's really tough been... because I'm letting, I'm letting my pop culture and my age, like I'm going to say overrated. I'll get, I'll probably get hate for that. Cause there's some really good live actions and I really do like them, but I love the originals just because that's what I grew up on. Mm-hmm. I grew up on the, the, the clamshell cases, popping them in the, in the v, uh, VCR and watching them. And that's just like someone's taking my childhood and, and making it into real people. And some live action stuff's really cool, but uh, like I'm not a huge fan of CGI. It doesn't I, hold up, man. Yeah, I, I like the original Ninja Turtles with suits that you can see the people's oh. eyes inside compared to like a CGI Ninja Turtle. So that's the only. Um, me and my wife have watched Lion King multiple times. We've watched Beauty and the Beast multiple times, the live action ones. So mm. they're not bad. It's just I would say overrated just because of I grew up on mm-hmm. the cartoons. There you go. I think the last one that I've liked was the original 101 Dalmatians when Glenn Close played Corella Deville. That wasn't bad like either. in the 90s. Yeah, like oh, that's the, oh, one the that 90s like. one. The 90s one. Yeah. yeah. That wasn't bad. The, the new one it wasn't horrible too. It was called Cruella. I don't know if it was. The, yeah, that one yeah, yeah the one, that one um, was what's like that girl's ass. name? Emma Stone? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that one was good. Yeah, I did like that one. It was a, kid, a different kind of take on yeah all that yeah i forgot yeah. about that yeah that they're not good. bad they're not i'm not i'm not i'm mm-hmm. not walking uh, walking all over them but i think for me or people our age it's kind of like oh man don't change that up mm-hmm. there you go um i still um, scott Childs is saying i i am still looking for cutco knives but i have found mm-hmm. a cutco knife block holder 18 18 slot even thank you for the tip dude we're all we're, looking for cutco we're still knives. looking yeah. we are we're still, still looking. looking yeah He's made more progress than we have. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, Nashville Flippers, you got Nashville side. And, okay, we missed the, the that part. But in my day, you had to wait for Sunday night to watch a Disney movie. I, movie night. Yeah. Family movie night. Movie night, for sure. So, all right, let's move on. This is a good one. Number five, and I don't know if you're on this or not, Matt, so I want your input on this. Yeah. And I, if you're not, I think you would kill it on there. What not? Yep. overrated or underrated um 
Are you on whatnot, Matt? I am. Yeah, I, I've okay. done. A, I haven't. I've done plenty of auctions, but mm-hmm. um, I stopped doing them just because they're so time consuming. I'm gonna say underrated. I'm gonna say under. I'm underrated. I'm gonna say they're promoting like crazy. They're promoting like oh, crazy. You don't uh, even I would know. Say underrated, and I would say underrated for buying. Mm. Um, I think there's tons of sellers on there, but I, I I know that you can get some really good deals on there. I feel that people aren't no like they're not thinking that they can go on and get a good price or a good deal because of how much they're promoting and how sometimes flooded the auctions are or the whatever. Mm-hmm. But there are some streams that I've been on that I found toy parts that I needed. One kid was selling just toy parts and there was like a handful that I needed and I got really good deals on them. Um, it's more of trying to find that person that uh, like someone like me that I'd be, I'd be trying to get rid of anything for any price I'd put it on. I, I think I did mine all at a dollar. Um, mm. But with, when I would do mine, I would always promote them like hell. So I would have a lot of people in there yeah. and I'd get what I wanted for them. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the thing. The bigger, the bigger auctions will definitely bring, bring bigger prices. You can find those couple people that have 10, 15 people in there. Um, you can get good deals. Yeah. Uh, American arbitrage has awesome ones that they do plush. And sometimes I can get, I, I got two, Pokemon plush from them at a really good deal. Um, so yeah, I would say underrated. And I think it's a great live auctions are awesome if you have the time to sit there and wait for your item. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Carrie American Arbitrage, he's gonna be joining us in the near future and we're all gonna be talking about trading cards. Awesome. So he's he yep. just started his new YouTube channel about trading cards, so that's all we're gonna talk about is trading cards. So that should be fun. Awesome. But uh Matt, um what was I going to say with what? Oh, whatnot. So for the people that may not know, whatnot has just rolled out a new feature, which is the whatnot marketplace feature. So whatnot is starting to be a little bit more like all the other reselling apps to where there's actually like a marketplace to huh. where you can put something and not necessarily be in the auction, but it's, and there's, you click on the marketplace tab and you can search. I don't know. What's the, uh, Ninja Turtle basketball player figure, right? And if somebody has that in their store, it pops up, and it's not at an auction. They can click on there and buy it now. So a lot of people don't know that. It just kind of rolled out. So if you don't see it in your app, just update it, and it should be there. there. Today, I had some stale uh, eBay inventory that uh, all, all I did today is move some stuff over into whatnot. So people can just look in there awesome. and see that stuff is listed. And I've sold a Legos. I've already sold a Lego set on there and um, it's pretty cool. So That's it's just awesome. another yeah. way to make money and not necessarily have an auction and it's stuff is mm-hmm. listed there and people, it could sell at any point. You don't even have to be on the app. So that's, yeah, it's a, it's a great, I think it's a great app. I think it runs pretty well. Um, you got a lot of good names on there and, and I think you're going to see tons more of whatnot. Yeah, I think so too. They're spending a lot. They are spending a ton of money. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, picking and Jeep and says, I think eBay is waiting to see how whatnot does. And then they're just going to buy them out. I don't, I spoke. So full transparency. Um, we started selling on whatnot and the person that, you know, does all the onboarding and stuff. Cause we sell into like the, uh, consumer electronics, um, category. And, um, they actually wanted me to run their TikTok and Instagram. And I told them no. And, uh, they said, well, just kind of do the Instagram. So I'm doing the whatnot nice. Instagram 
So if you follow Whatnot Electronics on Instagram, that's me running everything. But anyways, so by doing so, I've gotten to speak to a lot of people and Whatnot. And one of them is like the VP of Whatnot. And they're not at any time looking to sell the company. So that's something that they just want to grow and grow and grow. Yeah. Smart. So, Very smart. Yeah. Because I think they're, it's kind of a, a disruptor in the space, I feel like. Because everyone's kind of pivoting into live auctions. So, cause I was, if everyone knows by listening to this podcast, I was a whatnot hater a hundred percent until we started you using were. it. <laughs> Thanks Dustin. We got it on video. So, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So like I said, it's, it's, it's changed the way Dustin and I have completely, um, source yeah. source because things that we wouldn't pick up now we're picking up cause we know we can get rid of it like that. That's you know, the, make, that's the, that's the game changer part of it. Yeah. If I wanted to sell this pen, I go on and I could literally, even if I got for sold it for a dollar, it could be mm-hmm. sold tonight, tonight as long as people buy it. Um, exactly. But, but it could be sold tonight. And I tell the people that if you're going to get serious into whatnot, pick one channel, at least one channel to grow for your social media. Cause it's nice to have an outlet to advertise your whatnot auctions or whatever. So I think those definitely go hand in hand. The more people you can promote it to through your mm-hmm. channels, your, your auctions will be huge. So if I wanted to get rid of this entire room within this week, oh, I could just run auctions all day. You know, I could just literally just auction it off. Actually, mm-hmm. a couple of kids did that over COVID. They auctioned off uh, oh, 24 hours. I think Carrie did that maybe once. But, yeah, 24-hour auction, and they didn't stop or something like that. But, yeah, it was wow. crazy. That's crazy. So, Marie, Marie saying, yeah, you were, LOL. So do you are you selling consistently on there now, Matt, or is that something you're – I'm not. I'm actually focusing. Um, so I'm focusing on for myself. I'm all in on content creation. I'm trying mm-hmm. really hard to make more videos, a lot more long format. I've been really pushing on YouTube. Um, I'd love to break a hundred thousand before the year's over, uh, and that's that is my main uh, goal. I actually hired on a couple people for my eBay. So when I go do all the sourcing in my videos, I now can just drop it off, and they will source all my stuff onto eBay for me. And all I have to do is just approve the drafts. And nice. Um, I want to be able to just do the video part of it. It makes me the happiest. The money part obviously just comes with whatever. But doing the videos and editing the videos, that's just, I love it. So, yeah. and, and, and going and actually going in the stores and hunting yard sales, meeting new people, that's what makes me the happiest. So mm-hmm. when I lose my happy time, I, I won't want to do it anymore. So that's right. Um, I'd rather well, delegate out the stuff that I want to do and just really focus on what makes me happy. So speaking of losing your happy time, Matt, what about Meta? Are they on your 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 crap list right now? Absolutely not. And and, and this is tough for a lot of people, but uh, you have to remember. I I told you one of the things I told you is I've been on Instagram almost since the beginning. Mm-hmm. How how many years did we do do Instagram posts without getting paid a penny? We were mm-hmm. doing it because we loved it. We were doing it because we wanted to meet new people. I love doing the content creation. Anything I get extra is is a bonus. A bonus. So for me, you know, they pulled the bonus program, but I still am doing my posts. I'm still doing my mm-hmm. – they'll come up with something else. I promise you they will. They have to stay up with the next, you know, the next social media. They have to start – they have to keep up with everybody, and they have to keep their, their content <clears throat> creators happy. YouTube exactly. obviously is a huge – content creator they 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 monetize with all their uh creators but they'll come up with something else but just don't forget 
why you started posting on social media. The tough part is people that started social media just for the monetization. And I think you, you spoke on that a little bit where, you know, there are some people that just do it for, for money, but like, that's why I try to tell people start something you like to do. Cause if the money stops, you want to be able to still do it exactly. for you. So I'm, I'm mm. any, anything I get from it, I get pennies at, on TikTok, but huh. it's Got pennies that, that I didn't have. You know what I mean? That's true. So yeah, that's true. I just, I still enjoy doing what I do. Yeah, that's awesome. Great advice there, Matt. Great advice. Someone that also has some great advice. We have our girl Trisha in the building says, I'm here thanks to Chris at Peak. Chris at Summit. Did Chris change his name? All of a sudden. Oh, and then K-Way is in the building also. So good good to see you, K-Way and Trisha. One of our TikTok, um, what would you say? One of the the TikTok group. It's a different different group definitely the clan so, the tiktok the clan. clan the tiktok clan there we go retro memory oh, there we go thrift yeah randy's in the building randy i like your new logo i like that head on there so i like that i like that <laughs> shout out to randy all these amazing content creators good people really so, good people. um good community uh-huh um all right next one up here uh number six matt number okay, six brian cranston aka walter white oh underrated I think I think he's underrated. Uh, he definitely – all you heard was about Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad. But I think I just saw something, a, a TikTok uh, today or a short video today of him talking with a guy on the red carpet, and he's just so down to earth mm-hmm. and, and just a regular guy. And for me, that's what <laughs> makes somebody overrated or underrated. If they're just a great person, and I hope that's how he portrays himself all the time, but that's underrated to me, you know, awesome. uh, Adam Sandler underrated, yeah. just a great, like, he's just, he's just, a, a he does movies and he's just himself and mm-hmm. he doesn't care what he looks like. He doesn't care what, you know, he plays ball still in the community and stuff. It's just, that's definitely underrated. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Got to watch your honor. Brian Cranston is phenomenal on that. Hey, what is it stream on? Uh, it's own prime video, but it's like prime, showtime. Man. Sweet. Okay. Yeah. Okay, nice. Yeah. I recently, and I was telling Dustin this earlier when we were having lunch, I recently watched a movie, it's on Paramount Plus, where Brian Cranston, and this is a true story apparently, he plays like a small time like retiree and his wife, and he's really smart in math, and he figured out like a loophole in a lottery somewhere in like Delaware, and he kept winning like all this money, and like mm-hmm. he like lived in a town that was like a kind of like a low run like a run downtown and they he made he like started a corporation and got all the town to like buy shares so they can buy lottery tickets and they would win every time and like kind of like revive the town it was fantastic oh that's cool so check that out check that movie out i can't i don't know the name of it so um chris epic adam sandler is the pride of manchester new hampshire okay what's up felix good to see you man um all right, let's move on. Number seven, overrated, underrated, reselling clothing. Speaking of Chris. Oh, uh, I would say underrated. I, It's tough. I have to put my little two cents into all these. So I would say underrated for stuff that flies under the radar. Chris is always saying new brands. Um, K-Way, uh, always saying oh. stuff to look out for. Um, you could literally just resell clothes and primarily just do clothes. And there's so mm. much you never run out of, but people want the rap tees. People want the cartoon stuff. People want the, um, the all Gucci sweaters. Yeah. So 
yeah, you might not find that every time, but Chris does a killing on Ralph Lauren Purple or, um, you know, whatever, Polo Tees. It's just you got to know what to look for, so definitely watch those guys because I'm still doing more research on it because when I have a slow day at a thrift store and I don't mm. find anything good, I'll go over to the shirt section because I usually primarily don't do that stuff. I'll yeah. look through the shirts. i look through the polos, the golf stuff. Um, definitely underrated. If you're at the thrift store already, get doing this stuff. Like, start doing this stuff because you're already there. Try to make a buck if you don't find any toys, if you don't find any wrap tees, if you don't find Cutco knives. You know what I mean? Um, find the stuff that people aren't trying to look for mm-hmm. on the regular. Nice. Nice. All right. And Trisha just dropped a super sticker. Thank you so much, Trisha. And we do have a little video that will go with that if I can find it. Oh, there we go. Um, you'll like this, Matt. Little showtime! Woo! 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 Silent and profiling. Oh, thank you so much, Trisha, for this super awesome. chat. So we kind of have a little Ric Flair everywhere Woo! that you go, Matt. Everywhere. So um, the uh, the name of the movie was called Harry and Marge Go Large. Harry Great movie. Large. Great movie. So check that out on Paramount+. Plus. So picking in Jeep and saying, listen, wife wanted to go clothes shopping this weekend and new stuff costs too much money. Everything costs too much money nowadays. So, um, and then Felix saying clothing is a last resort for sure, but we all got to know, right? We all got to know, we all got to figure out, you know, like Matt was saying, maybe it's slow, you know, you have time, look through the, th- the clothing rack. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can find some good stuff. Yeah. So. We have our boy, uh, Ethan in the building, dude, Matt and the Nashville flippers boys that <laughs> is in the best video. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Ethan. Oh, another another alumni of the of the podcast. Yep. We got a bunch of alumni coming in hot. So, all right, next one up, number eight. This is a good number one, Matt. I really eight. want your input on this one. Artificial intelligence. Um. Okay, so I think it's underrated. I think it's underrated. I haven't really dipped my feet in full yet. I haven't dipped my feet in full yet. Um, at, at being being a teacher or having problems with students not writing papers themselves, they're just AIing it. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah, I didn't think about that. There's a lot. There's a lot of stuff that like I'm seeing negative for it. But then having to write up a contract is super easy now because I can just type in write up a contract mm. for blah 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 blah, and it makes one for you. Um, a lot of people are using it for content creation, doing uh, posts write me a post on blah, 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 blah. And it writes you up for you. So there's a lot of benefits. There's a lot of negative sides to it. I feel like it's so new that I don't, I don't know which way it's going to go, but it's definitely helpful um, for people that are just starting out. But I also think that, um, you know, trial and error is best for me. I like doing something on my own. And then if it doesn't work, trying to tweak it, make it something new. I feel like AI, you just throw it in there and okay. AI made it. So it must be good. Uh. You know, for example, I have a YouTube uh, thing that kind of shows me what might look good on a title. And mm-hmm. usually I won't use them. I'll tweak it a little bit. But yeah. it, to me, I just feel like mm, maybe that won't be good for me. And I just change it to something else because I, I say I'd rather take my gut on it than, you know, the AI. But a lot mm-hmm. of people love it. 
depending on what you're using it for, it could be the best tool you've ever used. Okay. But definitely underrated. There you go. But I want to know, Matt, when does Skynet become self-aware? That, when so is, that, we don't when know is that coming? Going. So <laughs> everybody Soon. uses that reference. I love it. Anything pop culture, I'll take. Um, I just feel – so I feel like it's underrated because people are hesitant to use it for movies like that, for 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 that instance. Like what, what if I put this in this chat, whatever, is it going to know who I am? Is it going to learn this and then be able to turn on me in the future? So I feel like people are just scared. I feel like we just got to use it for good stuff. Use it for good okay. stuff where it doesn't dumb us down and use it for stuff that it will just benefit us more than just make us like there you go. not use our I own s- I saw a video the other day where it might have been Denny's <laughs> where they have like a robot like bringing your food out. They have those. They have robot servers. I went to a food show a couple weeks ago and uh, they're trying to push the, the self-servers where – You'll put your a chef will put its food on the server, and a little robot will bring it to the table. It'll have sensors. It'll uh, you'll take the food off the robot server, and then it'll go back to the kitchen, and it, that's all it does all day. You know, the very cool, really awesome. But like a lot of my kids have their first jobs as delivering food, so it's like it takes yeah. that away from them. Yeah, so, I don't know. Mm. Oh. Droids, oh. Dustin. Droids. Yep. I don't trust not them. The droids. That, those are tra- not the droids I was looking for. Those are not the droids that I was looking for. For sure. Let's see here. Who jumped in? We have a carry American arbitrage. She says the money is in a dollar fifty sports car. Yes. There you go. Sell That's a thousand. Money is in. That's right. See, it's people so forget true. that. It's so true. I made a video and I'm sure you've seen it and a lot of people in the chat. There, you know, someone was complaining about, you know, the um yard sale negotiations and negotiating over like a dollar, right? And I broke it down, I'm like, well, when we do what we do and we go to like yard, we go to like 20 to 30 yard sales a day. That's $30 a day. Every weekend you break it down. It's like, you save up, you save like two grand in a year. Yeah. So that dollar matters. It does. I'm usually super transparent with them too. Like, uh, I, I, I also get that comment a lot, but when I'm talking to the people, I'm super transparent. If it's something and I need a couple bucks off or I, uh, can you do it $5 less? I'll be like, Hey, I just started the day. I've got X amount. If I, if this, this might save me so I can buy other stuff throughout the day. And they're usually super cool about it being transparent. It's super cool. And usually they'll give you the deal. But another comment I always respond with is a lot of these people are just trying to get rid of their stuff because they've already made their money. Um, it's like I said, the buyout, the people that do mm. buyouts and cleanouts, they want to not go home with anything. So a couple bucks to them is nothing. Cause it's just all extra, especially yeah. the people I buy off of. We, I know how much they've already made on it. And I want to be fair with them, but they know if I ask for a couple of bucks off, they're like, yeah, definitely. Cause I know I'll go back to them again and spend more money week after week after week. Exactly. That's and it's great. always about how you, your act too. It's about your personality. And exactly. How you, if you portray yourself like an ass, they'll probably, they'll, they'll probably raise the price. I've seen it done. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, five, it's actually $10 now. So <clears throat> yeah. always be kind, be courteous. And I feel like it'll always work in your favor. Mm-hmm. That's why I, that's why Dustin always goes with me with his Southern, charm mm-hmm. and everything about them you know we we always get that extra percentage off <laughs> absolutely you there can you come drifting here uh yard selling with me anytime there you go <laughs> there you go we have our boy uh matt the other matt thrifter sifters in the building good to see you matt there he and is. uh let's see here death pile picker says i made up my mind i'm buying clothing and selling it to resellers and a minimum 3x roi for them not gonna mess with it okay okay 
Okay, Mike, let's see how that goes for you. And uh, Lad is saying Google Lens on the glass is automatically looking up comps for you without obviously pulling up your phone. Now, that's an AI use for me. Yeah, that would be dope. That would be dope for Especially sure. Especially garage sales. You love yes. comps yeah. too. Could you imagine? That's super dope. You don't have to like turn your back like you're looking at other stuff and the pull yeah. eBay cup. Quit. There you go. The oh, and K-Way dropped a super sticker. And then I see another one from Thrifting Treasure. Thank you guys so much for um, doing that. We have another video that we want to drop. And the context is every Monday night, if you guys don't know, me and the other reseller, Paul the Philly Flipper, we do a Monday night draft show where we draft random subjects tomorrow is going to be uh fast food restaurants but there's a uh our boy uh tj is also on the show he did this instagram reel and i use it as a super sticker video so everyone enjoy Chat. Love it. Dustin's like Dustin will put your that. face on it next time. That'd be hilarious. So he actually got um he got it taken down on Instagram because it, it was like too no, risky or something like that. Oh my god. So yeah. Can I just say uh, something? We were talking about community yes, before. And this is, what, this is what I'm talking about. Everybody coming in. I talked to a lot of these awesome. guys on the regular. I see a lot of their videos. I might not talk to every single one of them, but like this is the community that we have to make sure we build big. You know, they all came out for you guys for your podcast. Like mm-hmm. this is this is I love it. I just love that everybody's just super supportive. Mm-hmm. And when yeah. we're talking about not listening to the negative and the negative stuff that we all get, just think of this stuff and how we're all there for each other. Like this is make this is super happy. This is my there super you go. Happy place. There you go. Thank you guys all so much for doing that. Yeah. You guys didn't have to do that, but thank you so much. Dustin and I are greatly appreciative. And uh Carrie's saying a hundred dollar super sticker, Kevin will pay you later, maybe. I'll make sure to send him the PayPal invoice so he receives it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, uh, let, moving on. And everyone, thank you so much. Um, number nine, the Goodwill Bins. Okay, so. Not planned. That was nine? Okay, so I answered that a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah, that's underrated. I feel like there's a lot of uh, videos on it. It might sound overrated, but if you're going there strictly to find the Holy Grails, it might seem overrated to you. But if you're going there to find uh, bread and butter stuff, like we like to say, or you know, just stuff that sells really well, uh, Carrie's done a lot of videos on it recently, more recently, and I do them when I uh, when I have time in the summer. You can get f- cartloads of stuff, super cheap, that will last you, you, you good inventory, uh, mm-hmm. stuff that good good fifteen twenty five dollar to forty fifty dollar items if you know what you're looking for and you're doing your research. Um, I. I completely think it's underrated. There you go. Awesome. Yeah. Like our good friend, Angie resells, one of our favorite people says it's still underrated. If you're open-minded, hundred percent. a lot of people don't like going to the bins. You know, the first time I went to the bins, I'm like, I can't do this. Like I can't like focus in, Yeah. but the, you know, Dustin, right. Dustin, Dustin, did yeah, you feel like was- that the first time you went? It was crazy. It was like the first yeah. time when I went to give me five. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I mean, then it's when wild I saw people Goodwill eating bins. torches off the floor, like I mean, I got no. Yeah, definitely people bringing their lunch. The yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, what's the best thing you've ever found at the Goodwill bins, Matt? Uh, 
I got a couple videos on stuff, but um, it's a, a lot of a, nothing like crazy. <laughs> I found a Mercedes. Um, it was like a coat rack that came like stock that you could put on option as a Mercedes. I sold oh. for like a hundred bucks. But again, it's more for it's more for those like I would say fifty dollars and under, seventy five dollars and under items. But it's just like I said, good inventory. So steady mm-hmm. stuff um, that I'll put on eBay and it'll sell within you know a month, month and a half. You know, it's not anything crazy that'll fly off and it's nothing that will sit for like super long. And it's good because you have the option to put stuff back after if you don't, if you feel like you don't, if you're not going to do good on it or you do a little mm-hmm. bit of research and I, I, I decide not to do this. So I don't know. I just, it's a, it's a good place. If you can block the noise out, make sure you keep your etiquette because it's definitely cutthroat and you get some, mm-hmm. you know, hardcore regulars there that you might go there every single week and might get a little territorial, just go in there and do your thing and you can come out with good stuff. Yeah, it's yeah, and and be careful filming in there because it's yeah, like yeah. like Matt was saying, it's crazy in there. And uh, I had a video with uh, Kevin, the Commonwealth picker. We went there together, and I uploaded it, and I got an email from Goodwill saying that I had to remove everyone's faces or take the video down, or it it was intense. It was like from wow. Goodwill. Yeah. Neat. So. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. And, I know, right? Yeah. It's, but you will. Yeah. So be aware of that yeah. for sure. Yeah, so good, Chris yeah. at peak with another super sticker. Thank you so much for sending that. I'm not going to play any more videos because you've seen them all, but thank you so much, Chris. Really do appreciate it. We have, uh, and then, uh, so I, I saw a really good comment here by uh sunrise listing says that the bins are her <laughs> Disneyland. So that's pretty cool. I can't find the comment, but I remember reading it. We have Bama picking and grinning or, Good to see you. Glad glad that you can stop by. And um, let's see here. Um, yeah, the the chat's buzzing. So, oh, thank you so much for thanks, guys, for commenting for sure. So, Buzz. last one here, number ten, Matt. Over fast food restaurants. What was it? Fast food restaurants. Oh man, fast food restaurants for the for the people so, in the I'm, back. I'm going to say overrated just because i'm on a health kick if you're following me you know i'm on a health kick i'm doing a lot more gym i'm doing a lot more food prep yes so i'm gonna say over overrated just because i'm really enjoying um you know eating a little healthier it's making me feel a little better definitely messing with my mentality being a little bit more positive um and i love the way i feel right now compared to when i ate a lot of fast food um within the last couple years it just made me feel bad and um i feel like a lot of, I, again, I hear a lot of students talking about it. Oh, I'm going to fast food tonight, then tonight, and tomorrow. And I just feel like it's definitely something people are uh, relying on more. And because I teach culinary arts, I want them to rely on cooking more, doing it for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, it tastes better when you do it yourself. And uh, it's a lot cheaper when you buy the ingredients and you make it. You can make more portions. So I'm going to say overrated for that, even though I love okay. a good burger. Oh, I know. So, I okay, burger. Matt. The culinary genius that you are, and the other Matt is also in culinary. Um, is. He has a culinary background, which is crazy. I just put that together. But um, all right, someone like myself, you know, I'm getting a little round around the edges here, Matt. I want to get back into the gym. And, of course, you know, food is super important. Probably 90% of it is food. For someone that 
doesn't have a lot of time like us these uh, us resellers we're always ripping and running you know grabbing the quick thing grabbing the biscuit grabbing the little debbie you know grabbing the mountain dew what's a good like easy meal plan you know easy prep that we can eat lunch dinner something that's easy to make that yeah you know from a guy that's you know doesn't have a lot of time so one is definitely portioning and picking the right thing. So like I would I I didn't know what portioning was. I just like love to eat everything. Mm-hmm. I would get like four or five helpings if I went to somewhere and I'm like, oh I'll have seconds and thirds or whatever. Um but something easy and quick, I like the steamer bags. So like when I do my meal preps, I'll do uh, I'll get like a bag of I'll get a bag of grilled chicken that's already grilled. I'll make sure like it has less like preservatives and all that stuff in it. Mm-hmm. I'll get a steamer bag of mixed veggies. Um and then I'll grab some sort of like lentil pasta or I'll do like a brown rice. You could literally steam everything in the microwave if you wanted to, and then just make your portions out there. You're getting mm, more greens okay. because of the vegetables. Um, you can pre-portion it so you don't have to eat a giant <coughs> amount of it. And that's where my problem was. You know, me and my wife would go out to eat and we'd get like large sandwiches and I'd eat my whole large when I'm like, oh, I'll save half for later. It's like, I'd eat the whole thing and then I'd still be hungry. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. So yeah. um, for me, I'm just, I'm doing more prepping that's easier so I don't cut into like huge days. Uh, I mean, uh, it doesn't take a long time so I can do all my videos and stuff. And I'm trying to make better choices, you know, staying away from the unhealthy snacks and going more towards mm. peanuts and um, peanut butter that's a little bit more healthier. So just better choices. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Ethan is saying chicken fried rice can last you a week if you make it. Oh my god, it, nice. it absolutely okay. can. Makes a good breakfast. <laughs> right. Um <laughs> uh, picking picking and jeeping saying great info tonight, y'all. All your best Nashville pickers. Thank you, Matt, for your time. Thank you so much, Pick uh, and Grin. Glad you can jump in. I appreciate it. So yeah, so that concludes um overrated underrated matt thank you so much for um answering those questions oh yeah and uh we do want to give a shout out to one of the spawn the <laughs> other sponsor for our podcast is that i don't know if you collect funko pops or not or not matt because we love funko pops over here and thanks Hi. to our our sponsor popping off toys one of the nashville one of the best places to buy funko pops a nashville native if you use the code Nashville Flippers, you're going to get ten percent off your whole purchase. So, anytime you guys want to get any Funko-related items, all the new stuff that's dropping, check out PoppingOffToys.com. The guy started this business out of his man cave. Is blown up, has a storefront and an online store. So, we definitely want to support them. So, PoppingOffToys.com. Use the code Nashville Flippers. You're going to get ten percent off. So, all right. Next cool. one up, um, Dustin. Do you have a tip of the week? Yeah, don't go to community yard sales. Oh, that's a terrible tip, Dustin. <laughs> well, so Dustin guess, went to community yard sales. This is, bad the, community this yard sales. This tip is to the people that run the community yard sales. If you're going to have a community yard sale, have more than three houses that actually are going to be in it. We, I went to one. Mm. We, there was three houses that were in that subdivision that had a garage sale. Supposedly that had nothing. Ugh. But you gotta have more than three houses for a community yard yard sale that has a over four hundred houses in the subdivision. Like, come on. Yeah. That sucks. There you go. There you go. So that was Dustin's tip of the week. All right, Matt. So our next segment of the show, last segment, we have skip or flip. 
We're going to show you three different items that recently sold on eBay. You're going to let us know if you would skip it, if you would leave it, what would you do if you find a thrift store yard sale or what have you. And everybody in the chat, let us know what you would pay for it, if you would skip it. And Dustin hasn't seen these either, so Dustin gets to participate. And we have have three of them. Do they have prices? None of them have prices, just pictures. Okay. Okay. So the first one we have here is this little figure. So we'll go through the pictures together. For the people listening at home, it is a figure. looks like he has uh, armor all over him, chrome armor, uh, helmet, maybe some, like, um, some hoses coming out of it, and then the armor is off, and then it looks like a mouse figure here. So um, so what, what, what is your thought process here, Matt? What are we thinking? What are we That's- thinking? I can go talk about it. I can. So that's biker oh for mice. sure. Yeah, I would absolutely pick up biker mice. Um, especially the two little antennas at the top. Those actually uh go into his head. You can like press them down. Um, if they're both intact, then that's a super plus. But I knew right away from this picture that that helmet, that's uh very I uh like specific to biker mice. So it looks like he has all of his parts. The two antennas are intact. The tail is on. Sometimes that tail's ripped off. I would definitely pick this for the right price. Um, I don't collect these, but I know they sell for some really good money. So if it was for the right price, I would absolutely pick this up. Nice. Now you said it was uh, biker biker mice from Mars. Felix is saying. Yep. So biker mice from Mars, and this is a good good tip here, Matt. You said that the antennas come yep. off and on. So if you see a biker mice with the antennas, it's going to be worth more because yeah, of course usually the, the one or two of them are broken, or sometimes they don't stay down, or so, uh, some of them aren't meant to stay down. So when you put the helmet uh, on, they actually retract into the head. Oh. So if they're snapped, a collector might not want those snapped antennas. They might want a, a complete piece. Okay, okay. So Matt, what do you what do you think this item sold for on eBay? Ah, uh, so some of the some of the toys can sell for big money, but without researching it. I would say you can get, unless this is like a really rare one, maybe thirty-five to sixty bucks. Thirty-five to sixty. Now, if it's something that I don't, you don't see a lot, maybe more, but I would say at least you can get good thirty-five bucks. It's complete. It has all its parts and pieces. I would say no less than that. Okay. What would you be? What would you feel comfortable picking this up? To resell as a to resell. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah, um, I would take a chance because again, I don't know this specific one. I would take a chance at 20 bucks, 20 bucks, 20 bucks, 20 bucks flip for 40 double, double. I would, I would, I would hope that it was because it's complete and I've never seen the ones with the, like I've never seen one with the the, the saw and the Chrome. I'm going to guess this is a little bit better, but I haven't seen that one and I've seen a lot of biker mice. So I would pick it up and take a chance at 20 just because of the condition. If it was just okay. the figure, I wouldn't. Um, I really yeah, that's all. It's crazy. And the chrome is in really good shape. It's not worn off. I always yeah. look for the chrome to see if it's worn, and that those 80s and 90s, especially 90s, they, they wear off, and they either a clear underneath or like a black. Like this a dull like it's in perfect gray. Shape. Yeah. What about you, Dustin? What are we doing here? Are you flipping or are you skipping? Oh, okay. I love, I love uh, retro toys. I pick it up for five bucks though. So. Garage sale price. It's probably in a box under the table that someone's mom put out there. It was their kids' toys. So it's definitely gonna be for cheap. Five bucks. How but, much do you think it's selling for on eBay, Dustin? How much is like, it sold for? I bet you it's over a hundred dollars. Okay. 
All right, Dustin put in a $5 bill. All right, let's see here. I've never seen this before. See, all right. So yeah, people, no, this is definitely something. This is great. So Trisha's flipping, Randy's flipping, Alan's flipping. Uh, let's see here. And this is a great tip. Weird sells. I'd flip that. Speaking of flip that, we have Joe here. How's it going, Joe? Good to see you with I'd flip that. And uh, what's up, Julio, Mexican picker, just jumping in. Good to see you. Hey, and uh, everybody. Julio's saying flip all day. So this Biker Mice from Mars figure just sold on eBay for $194. Uh, nice. nice. So, so that's a good one. Me. And I, after I looked it up and I knew what the price was, mm-hmm. a figure like this, if he's complete, does it say if he's complete? If he's complete. Yeah. I'd probably send this out to get graded because of how great of a condition it is. Really? Okay. Rare so, Biker Knights Invisible Vinny Biker Mice from Mars Action Figure 1993. Figure and accessories are in great condition. Rare figure. Yeah, that's nice. So, there you go. There you go. Fire. Yeah, this is oh, definitely something that I think would make it into a, uh, like Dustin was saying, like into a garage sale. Yeah. That they didn't, no one knew, nobody knew what it was. You yeah. know, so all right, Matt, not bad. One for one. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, let's see if you can get this one right here. And these, and these are all Matt related items. Okay, yeah. I'm not gonna try to throw you throw you a curve. Oh come on, give me one to try to throw me off. All right, That's all right. So here we go. This is this one only has one picture. Okay, okay. so we have here this horse. Terrible picture. It looks like it's been taken on someone's dash outside of a convenience store. You can see the sliding doors in the background. Maybe they saw it on a garage sale. They listed it right quick on the way to pick up their Mountain Dew and their little Debbie cake. So any thoughts here, Matt? Yeah, I would would definitely pick this. I think I would pick this up if I can get it for the right price. The stickers are very similar to like a Masters of the Universe sticker with the colors. And they look, I would say it's probably 80s. There's like the, I don't know if there's a little mechanism on top to make it roll. Um, it looks like the way that it, you know, the base. It looks like it kind of maybe you pull it back, go forward, yeah. or maybe something like that. I would definitely if again if I'm if I'm going in blind and I can't, I would mm-hmm. try to pick it up for cheap. Um, to take a chance, I would try to take a chance on something like this for like five bucks, just because I don't know enough about it, like I did the last one. Um, but yeah, I, I would say it's eighties and if it is a certain line, it's definitely like a different, uh, like the biker mice was like a, that was a weird invisible biker nights from Mars. This mm-hmm. looks like it could be something different. Um, yeah, I'd pay about five bucks, but I definitely try to pick it up and I would flip it. Okay. Dustin, what are we doing? I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. One picture. Yeah. Not even a nice picture. You got it on the dusty dash. At the twice dailies, uh, I ain't getting it. No, yeah, if it's worth some money, you gotta have more than one picture. Come That's on. true. That's true. Yeah. Okay. But then Matt, it's probably a thousand dollars. Then it, what do you think this sold for, Matt? Uh, and I don't want to go on the high side, or you know, I'm. I'm I just see a little. There's a little gray mechanism underneath the fire. You know, like the fire near the like main. Is that mm, little gray? Yeah. Thing? yeah. So there's, it looks like there's more to this toy than we think, and it was it's made really. It looks like it's made well. It's not like a cheap dollar store toy that doesn't have that stuff. The stickers yeah. look like they were put on. I would say, 
if it's something i would say maybe like 50 bucks okay 40 bucks okay. maybe if it's if it's complete maybe if not maybe like 25 35 okay now alan is flipping and randy it sounds like he knows what this is and it says it's missing a tail so and he's flipping regardless so Julio's saying just the fact that they took the picture in their car dash, I think it's available. All these have sold. So, and uh, Randy is saying this is how you often can source from eBay: bad photos, bad auctions, etc. Okay, all right. So this toy, this this door, what do you call it, Dustin? Dusty Dash, <laughs> Dusty, Dusty Dash, dash <laughs> toy recently sold on eBay for sixty nine dollars. Okay, nice. What is it? This oh, is a Cowboys oh, of Moo Mesa Wild West Iron Horse figure. Or, 91. Yeah, 91. Could have gotten more if you had better pictures. That's right. Yeah. So so that Moo Mesa stuff years ago wasn't as, as high priced as they are now. You could usually get those uh, the regular Moo Mesa figures for like five bucks. And they've gone up within the last like four or five years. They've gone up a lot more. Where they're now they're like 20 30 bucks for just the line loose um mm. but that's cool iron horse this is good to look for for me look at that so randy was right there's the tail and this one is listed for 150 with the tail oh well hold on there we go that's the the list uh. so 150 nice so be on the lookout for that iron horse for sure Bolo. so 100% missing the tail. I had a Cowboys of Moon Mesa comics. I love them. You can remove the tail. 60 seems fair for the missing tail. So there you go. Yeah. So I agree. I agree with that for sure. So last one here. All right. By the way, last I could do this all night. I, this is such a fun all night. Game. Well, maybe we'll have you back and we'll just do all, all, all of this. Nothing so but skipper flips. Marathon. Nothing but skipper flips. We'll do like a skipper flip battle. Maybe we'll invite another like randy or another toy okay. guy. i like it so all right here we have this is a good one here matt and i forgot i put this on here this action figure for the people listening at home metal like what'd you say like gold dustin with a weapon looks like maybe yeah. like a crossbow so there's the back view <laughs> looks like there might be a little mm. bit of a mechanism on the back mm. and then there's the front just sitting down Looking pretty, nothing too crazy. Matt, thoughts, comments? I'd I'd pick it. I'd pick it up definitely. So it looks like, again the antennas are always broken. Um, this looks like it could be either Ultraman. Um, it could be. Um, there have actually been Beetleborgs that look like that, but the if it's metal, this is either a collector's from the states, like a, that someone remade, or it's an original to Japan because that's where the diecast ones came from. Mm, so if this okay. is diecast. I would say this is an original to the nineties and the, the character looks like a definitely one of those more weirder characters to find. So I would try to pick it up. I would say it sold for 50, $75. It looks like he has its weapon. The mechanism probably pushes his hand down to where it makes it look like he shoots or lifts his hand up. Um, or masked rider. Actually it could be masked rider. Is that a okay. little butterfly in his belt? I don't know. Yeah, there's a little butterfly. Into in his belt. It. So I would say Masked Rider, that was a, a short lived US series, but it was huge in Japan. I would say I'd pick it up for five to ten bucks because it comes with the weapon and it looks like it's in pretty good shape. Um they probably sell I could probably sell it for like 50, 75 bucks. 
Okay. Okay. That's good. What about you, Dustin? You picking or you flipping? Or skipping probably, or flipping? I don't know. This probably came out of the same box as that, that mom put out. So <laughs> My mom's back here right now. She just popped in. Yeah. Thanks, mom, for watching. <laughs> Oh, she's oh, really Maureen? Here. Is that your mom <laughs> yeah. right there? Yes. Shout out to oh, shout, yeah, so. I love watching you guys. Thank you so much. Shout out to Maureen. <laughs> one, of my, one of my biggest supporters. So, so it, I'd look it up. I, I'd probably get it. I mean, I've sold some vintage toys before, kind of like this. So I'm going to say 105. 105, Dustin. Dustin always shoots for, this, for, the, for the stars. I love it. So Trish is flipping. And, uh, Randy's flipping, Alan's flipping, Trish is saying it's a Beetleborg. So we're fixing to find mm-hmm. out. So this rare, I'm going to say it's rare, action figure recently sold on eBay for $74. It is mm-hmm. a Beetleborg, Astro Borg, Lady Borg, Bandai, mm-hmm. 1997, Metal Oh, so it's, so it's not, so it, it's a Metal Links. <coughs> the figure is yeah. probably not metal. So the cool thing about the, yeah the the cool thing about Beetleborgs, Power Rangers, Masked Rider, a lot of them did a lot of like crossovers in Japan. They they did a lot of like stuff with each other. So like the figures, if you know one, you might know oh. the other. Mm, so yeah. yeah, see, look, they all look weird. This one's crazy. It's like a centipede. <laughs> Interesting. That's crazy. So, so I, I got one for you guys now because you all right. This, this is awesome. I just pulled it real quick because I did a video on it a couple uh, months ago and I never cleaned it up. I love and, this. Uh, when Dustin was talking about yard sale, putting it out, dusty, uh, you know, <laughs> big box D- dusty dashboard. Okay. So, <laughs> oh man, now this was found in the bottom of a, a tub. Is it a micro machines? No, that's too it, big to we, be micro. We don't, we don't know. So. <sighs> Forgot about the Beetleborgs. Yeah, Beetleborgs are. I don't know. So it's a looks like a police motorcycle, and then a SWAT. Oh, mm. can I see the front? I shouldn't have showed the front. I saw <laughs> it gives it. it away. So it looks like it's a Ninja Turtles. Maybe like the little mini. You know how mm. they have those like handheld ones, Dustin. Yeah. The like yeah. the like Mighty Max kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would flip it all day long. What would you pay for it? I mean, probably no more than three dollars. They're probably going for, I would say, conservative seventy dollars for the both for the pair. For the what pair. do you think, Dustin? Eighty-three dollars. Eighty-three dollars. He's, <laughs> he's pricing right. He's uh, right price there. writing like me right number. now. <laughs> yeah. So I actually have I documented finding these. So I have uh, a picture. Um, I wasn't quite doing videos yet, but I have a picture of the, um, it was an art show and where they do the art show, uh, they actually have a yard sale, like a community yard sale next to it, where the street that you're walking for the art show, they, everybody sets up for yard sales. And this was on the very bottom of bin, um, with a couple other Ninja Turtle things, including the, um, the, the dino shredder, the super rare dino shredder. Mm. Um, I paid 50 cents each for 50 cents, 50 cents, and the just shredder 50 cents. This is oh. one of the rarest um, micro Ninja Turtles, and they don't really go for sale a lot, but I've seen them go anywhere from like hundreds of dollars or like 100, 150 to like 300, 400 bucks in the, in the uh, packaging. So mm-hmm. I was surprised to find out because I didn't know it at the time. 
and I and that's how I posted it. I just knew they were Ninja Turtles. I picked all the and I found a whole bunch of minis in that bin, but this is the more harder to find other than some of the chrome ones. Um so yeah, that was a good pickup for me because I was about to leave it. But yeah. And you find so, the di- the dino shredder? The dino shredder without it didn't have the tail, so I used it to trade. But if you go way down in my feed, it's a picture of I'll try to find it. And uh when I post this on my YouTube, I'll put the picture in kind of like a teaser, like we talked about this. Um, mm-hmm. but it's a picture of the the bin that I bought it out of tipped over, and it's just an overview of it, and you have to like find it where I like it's kind of like not picked yet. So uh, yeah. So I'm glad to context. have that's why I like social media because I like being able to document all this and like have those memories. <laughs> Chris is saying Ray, I'll pay three dollars. I will sell it for seventy. There you go. I'm cheap, man. I'm cheap like that, <laughs> like Dustin. So for context, you know, uh, Matt's talking about the Dino Shredder, and if you don't know what the Dino Shredder is, these are some sold Dino Shredder sold yes. comps. Complete one just sold for seven hundred and fifty dollars. His weapon alone sold for a hundred and seven dollars. So I traded it because it didn't have the tail and it would probably be impossible for me to ever find it. And I'm definitely a completist. So any of my grail items, they're a hundred percent complete until I can actually Mm -hmm. say they're in my collection. So I don't think I'd ever be able to find his tail. So I used it to trade. um, And I actually forgot what I traded it for, but I know it was something good. Uh, I think it was another Ninja Turtle item. Um, But yeah, I just, I used it as trade bait and I traded it for something that's crazy awesome yeah see this is something I'll find that a you would, and I'll post it. yeah you would find at the at a at a garage sale dustin mm-hmm. you know and then look Absolutely. at this the, this one someone took a best offer but on card twenty two hundred dollars yeah there's a there's actually one there it's i think it was 300 bucks no tail so that's what no it roughly went for yeah it's a, it's down a little oh but i saw that one 299 did you see it yeah this this one yep. right here, two ninety nine. Yep. Yeah. No tail, and it's usually missing. If it's in a box or it's been actually played with, it won't have the tail with it. Look, this one's not even complete. Eight hundred and nineteen dollars. Wild. Hey, so, now we know what something to look for, Dustin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, Randy asked a good question: Why are these so rare? So a lot of the figures done in the later nineties, before they stopped doing uh, the original line, they only made so many of. So Scratch Cat was one of the last figures they did they only made so many and then no one wanted a cat that they didn't know much about or they were either already out of collecting ninja turtles so that's why they're so rare because they weren't mass produced like uh some of the ninja turtles that don't go for as much um and some of the line they only released like the sumo turtles they only did so many of the sumo turtles um so yeah definitely the ones that are later in the series Hmm. these are crazy I think I had that Triceratops I remember playing with it yeah yeah super wild super wild so Matt we're getting down the nitty gritty to the end of the show thank you thank you so much for spending your time your Sunday night with us and everybody thank you so much for listening and everybody in the chat thank you so much for spending time with us so last question of the night Matt for the people that are listening to this, for Matt, culinary expert, thrift store thr- thrift store extraordinaire, content creator, genius, 
what's what's the goal for Matt and these coming up years, months? Like, what's something that you're shooting for? That's how we always like to end the podcast. What's something yeah. that you're looking to accomplish in your life? Fiz your meant just reselling wise, personal wise. Just let us know what are your what are Matt's retro envy's goals. So I'll do the personal stuff first. Definitely, um, <clears throat> I got married a year ago. I definitely want to grow my family, um, and that's a, that's a big priority for me. Um, so that would be number one uh, for the business aspect of it social media aspect of it. I definitely want to make this my number one thing. Um, I love teaching. I really do. I love my students. They're awesome. I'm, I'm hopefully making differences in their lives, but you know, for me, I love this as well. I'm still teaching. I have so much fun doing this. Um, and it's on my own watch. I can kind of do more or less as I want it. It's great to have a family. And I kind of really just want to focus on the social media part of it. I want to be more in front of the camera, doing more, uh, you know, education videos on what we do, more giving back to the thrifting community. I'd love to do more where um, I got some stuff in the works, but more just giving back and not so much just sell, sell, sell. Um, and mm -hmm. I want to make, I want to make social media the number one uh, of what I do. And I'm really trying to grow on YouTube. I'm really pushing hard on that. I would love to make that a number one platform for me. Um, and really just get my name out there, uh, to where if someone's looking to do this, they can come to me along with all these all amazing, amazing people that join the chat, you guys, um, and then just really just build themselves up from scratch. Like we all did. Um, and that's my number one. I just, I really enjoy doing this. I can't say it enough. I put it, I give it my all in all my videos. Um, if anybody ever, uh, messages me. I try to give it an, give all of it into my response and lay it all on the table and really give them the time because they took the time to message me or like my video or follow. So, uh, That's awesome. yeah, it's, uh, I give a hundred percent. I really mm -hmm. want to give my all to this someday. There you go. Oh, yeah. Awesome. One day, man. One day. One day. And, That's awesome. And it's, it's always changing. So it's always, there's new things, new, I bet you there'll be new social media platforms and who knows, who knows what there the future is. Run yeah. by, yeah. <laughs> there you go dustin so felix this is a good way to close it out felix says you're doing it you're doing it and we'll, and we'll do even more love watching your videos I appreciate it so matt thank you so much for coming by and thank you everybody here again make sure you follow matt on all of his social media platforms they're listed down in the description below make sure you like share subscribe listen to the podcast watch our videos everywhere we're at the national flippers and Chris is saying, and we'll leave it like we'll leave it at that. You owe us one more super chat video. video. So I'll play yeah. the Ric Flair video one more time. Showtime! Woo! 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 Silent and profile it. Showtime! Played it twice. <laughs> so, guys, go. everybody, thank you so much. My name is Ray. My name's Dustin. My name's Matt. And we'll catch you guys on the flip side. See y'all, guys, and God bless. Peace.